news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we lift up my auntie, Ethelene Redden, who has been sent home and arrangements are being made for home care. We continue to pray for COVID relief. We pray the blood of Jesus over diseases of the inner ear. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the Son of Righteousness, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue our celebration of the Love Month by looking at the Song of Solomon, also called the Song of Songs. This love story, written by King Solomon, is one of the most controversial books in the Bible. Solomon wrote over 1,000 songs, but this one survived and is one of the fundamental books of the Hebrew Bible. It is rich in metaphors and oriental imagery. It is the story of the courtship and wedding of a Shulamite woman by King Solomon as he discusses the joys and heartaches of wedded love. The controversy over this song is the word Solomon uses to describe his bride, and there are many who believe that this book should not be part of the Holy Bible because of that language. So let me ask you, how many sermons have you ever heard with the Song of Solomon as the text? This book is not preached. Although I have set in on a Bible study of the book, it is believed that Solomon wrote this song early in his reign, before he took on the 700 wives and 300 concubines mentioned in 1 Kings 11 and 3. Now, before I continue with my podcast, I have to ask, how did Solomon keep 1,000 women happy, run a kingdom, write poetry, and all the other things he had to do, including writing the majority of Proverbs? While most married men would agree that taking care of one woman is a challenge, servicing 700 wives would be impossible for an ordinary man. But Solomon was no ordinary man. He is also said to be the wisest man who ever lived, and I believe his wisdom allowed everyone in his harem to remain in a state of bliss. The Song of Songs means that it was the best of Solomon's songs. His poem, For the Purposes of the Love Month, presents how God has designed marriage as a man and a woman who live together spiritually emotionally, and physically. When Song of Solomon is presented allegorically as God's love for his church, people have no problem. When the emotional and physical aspects of the poem are revealed, church folk get real quiet. Hence, the pulpit remains quiet as well, meaning that it doesn't get preached. While the song is difficult to outline, it can be divided into three parts, the courtship, the wedding, and the maturing marriage. The courtship, found in chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 3, verse 5, is about the time spent before the wedding. The opening lines of Song of Solomon immediately capture the feeling of Solomon and the Shulamite as if we were part of the courtship. These verses about Solomon are, in my opinion, clues to him as a lover. First, she wants his kisses, not kisses on the cheek, like Judas kissed Jesus, or kisses from the woman who kissed the feet of Jesus. No, this woman asked to be kissed on the mouth. So friends, do you think your pastor would preach that? Second, 
and I believe this is what makes Solomon so special, the Shulamite says, for your love is better than wine. Folks, there you have it. Solomon was so blessed by God that his very presence caused women to fall in love with him. Now you must remember, Solomon is the love child of King David and the beautiful Bathsheba. God's favor was on Solomon, and there is nothing anyone could do to stand in his way. Shulaman longs for Solomon's affection, but she has self-esteem issues. She is well tanned from working in the sun. She does not think she's worthy of the king's love because of the color of her skin. My friends, if you will read in chapter 1, verse 6, the woman says, Do not look upon me because I am dark because the sun has tanned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. My friends, in those days, just like today, fair-skinned people were considered more attractive, as dark-skinned people had to work outside to make a living. Added to the low self-esteem were her brothers, who forced her to work a job that, in her mind, made her less qualified to be loved by others. My brothers and sisters in Christ, when will we learn to judge a person by what is on the inside instead of the outward appearance? The Shulamite had taken care of others, but not herself. Folks, self-worth starts with taking care of yourself physically. I am almost brought to tears when I watch the show My 600-Pound Life. When you cannot leave your room because you cannot get through the door, it breaks my heart. Many on the show decide to do something about their life, lose the weight, and change their attitude. The lesson here is keep your eye on your own vineyard, on your own appearance. Chapter 2 continues the courtship with the Shulamite as she compares Solomon to an apple tree. And in verse 3, she says, His fruit was sweet to my taste. Folks, you probably missed that verse in Bible study. In verse 5 of chapter 2, Shulamite proclaims that she is lovesick. My Christian comrades, if you have fallen in love, especially in the early stages, you know that feeling. You are physically weak and somewhat disoriented as the attraction and infatuation grows. In chapter 3, Shulamite has a dream that she has lost Solomon in the city, but the guards in the city help her find him. When she finds him, she holds on tight. My friends, when you find the one, hold on tight. Just make sure that the one is the one God has sent to you. Too often, couples hold on to that which God has not blessed. The results speak for themselves. There is a 50% divorce rate among Christians, which is the same percentage as non-believers. Conversely, when God has placed you together, you belong to the 50% who don't get divorced. Chapter 3, verses 6 through 11 is the wedding processional, followed by Solomon describing the beauty of his bride. Within that praise report for his spouse, you find these words in chapter 4, verse 5. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which feed among the lilies. Folks, several commentators are hesitant to think that Solomon is referring to actual breast on an actual woman. One comment was that he was referring to the Old and New Testament. Now that's a stretch, since the New Testament did not exist. Matthew Henry comments that he could be referring to two sacraments, the seals of the covenant of grace, or to ministers 
who dispensed the sincere milk of the word. I take Solomon's words at face value, as he wisely writes with modesty. The skill of Solomon's words are evident throughout his song. Prior to chapter 4, verse 16, Shulamon was thinking about being a lover to Solomon. She was dreaming about the act with Solomon, but she saved herself until the wedding night. Here are the words that consummate the marriage. Awake, O north wind, and come, O south. Blow upon my garden, that its spices may flow out. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruits. My friends, Shulamon's garden used to be hers. Now it is his. She is able to share herself with her beloved because they are married. So why include Song of Solomon in the Bible? The name of God is never mentioned in this book, but that also includes other books in the Bible. It's included to show how God wants us to court, and he wants us to save our bodies for marriage and to lift each other up after marriage. The heart of the matter is found in chapter 7, verse 10, which proclaims, I am my beloved, and his desire is toward me. My Christian companions, this song to Shulaman was for Solomon's first wife. Unfortunately, in ancient times, marriages were arranged as part of peace treaties with enemies or to increase trade with other countries. Solomon would later marry Pharaoh's daughter, found in 1 Kings 3 and 1, to set up trade between Egypt and Israel, which is found in 1 Kings 10, verses 28 through 29. The love that Solomon and Shulaman had for each other is written for all to see. I hope you will tell others about using Song of Songs for courtship and marriage. Let's pray. Father, I ask your blessing upon all marriages that you made for your glory. In the name of the Prince of Life, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Our website is www.greatministries.org. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.